Good morning. Your wake-up call number 423. Take food out of the equation. I know I was supposed to talk a little bit more about Dr. Gondry's book, but I will postpone that for tomorrow morning where I will take the last where I will give you the last wake-up call about mitochondria and the, the uncoupling of the mitochondria. So don't worry, I'll get back to it. But today I need to talk a little bit about what I call taking food out of the equation. And I will talk a little bit about fast, but it's actually not what I mean. But I will come back to that in the end of the podcast. Because funnily enough, yesterday, after I have been talking about Um, fasting on the podcast, going from uh, a 12 to 8 hour eating window. Later that day, I heard a podcast, actually an interview made by Dr. Gondry himself with Dr. Walter Longo. And the podcast is called Eat Fool While Fasting. And it's episode number 203 on the Gondry podcast, if you want to listen to it. The funny or just to be honestly, the most irritating thing about everything was that, of course, those two gentlemen, they don't practice fasting the same way. And that's what happened as soon as we become very specific. Even the experts, like these two, they, they are not doing it in the same way. So even experts, even if Both of them, like Gundry and Waldo Longo in this case, they have, they have both made their homework, meaning they are themselves living as they talk. They have both of them patients which are following their rules and having success. And they both refer to studies and clinical trials which proves what they say. But even that is not enough. They still disagree and they still, each of them have success. And that's exactly why I don't like giving you a too direct and exact plan for your diet and lifestyle. We are not machines. We have different bodies, physiologies, habits, routines, hormones, periods in our lives ages, sexes, activity levels, preferences, lifestyle, <laughs> sleep patterns, stress, etc., 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 etc. And we just don't have one size fits all. And it's actually possible to become tired when you try to get a final answer, a specific Final, final answer. <laughs> the more you try that, the more you experience that there are multiple answers. But there are also a lot that we agree on. And that's probably so much that a lot of us don't need anything else but that. There is completely agreement on that we need to eat natural real whole food, that we need to balance our blood sugar and avoid blood sugar spikes and lower our insulin levels, 
they all agree about that we need to protect our liver and feed our gut. They all agree about that the mitochondria that I will talk about tomorrow morning are essential for our energy. They are producing all our energy and making them essential for our lives. And they also agree that a certain fasting is healthy. The question is only what kind of fasting and can we eat during fasting? As Walter Longo said in that interview in the podcast, nature has taken care of that you are going to sleep because you will become too tired not to sleep. And nature used to also take care of that you were fasting if you wanted it or not because there was winter periods where there were no food and there were also dry periods and periods where you have to Uh, travel because there were no food in the area where you were living. And that's somehow easier, or I don't know if it's easier, but at least we were forced to fast probably one or two times a year. And we wouldn't probably have chosen to fast if it wasn't because nature had forced us, if there would have been enough food all year round and throughout our lives, we wouldn't have fasted. But both Walter Longo and Gondry look at fast as a kind of reset. And that nature experience fasting when there is not enough food as a way of becoming more efficient. It's a signal for the body to regenerate, to heal, to become more efficient, to optimize itself so that we can live as long as possible during this lack of food and hopefully getting out in the other end where there is food again. But Walter Longo does it differently than Dr. Gondry. He eats breakfast and dinner and is skipping his lunch, except for weekends and holidays, where he eats normal, and that's <laughs> that they have in common at least. In the weekends and on holidays, they eat three times. But the 12-hour break during the night from your dinner to your breakfast is necessary for everyone. But apart from that, Walter Longo means that thinks that it also can have some disadvantages to go fasting beyond 12 hours. He especially sees that if he has patients that doesn't lose weight when they fast, it's because they skip breakfast. Those who skip dinner, they will also lose weight for sure. But because... Longo himself and also Gondry don't want to skip dinner because that's when they sit down with the family and because it is socially, culturally speaking, a little bit different, difficult to skip dinner. That's why they skip either breakfast or lunch. lunch. <clears throat> and there are even experts who says that, especially for women, it is not a good idea to skip breakfast. So, and... There are also people who have who, who are living a keto-friendly diet, low-carb diet, 
who thrive on three regular meals during the day. So in case you go very low on your carb, you can probably get away with not fasting beyond the 12 hours. And for my own, for my sake, I feel that it's very dependent on my, my, my cycle, my period, how much food I need, how many carbohydrates I need, and how long time I can go without food and still be thriving. So it's something that we need to feel, experience, something we need to test and experience with and find our own model for what works in my life for my body. And who knows, maybe it's only necessary to do occasionally when we need to reset our systems, lower our weight and become insulin sensitive and metabolic flexible again. But it is crucial that we get our freedom and independency back to live more natural and healthy in case health is important to us and, and start to separate what's good for my body and me and what is not good for my body and me. And we can't do that as long as we are dependent on food or food products. We can't do that as long as we have a bl blood sugar out of balance and with too many spikes and a too high insulin level. So it can be a really, really good idea to take food out of the equation, as I call it. Take the responsibility and get your basic healthy lifestyle, food and lifestyle, under your control. So that your body is nourished, but also calm. So that you experience some space in you and in your body, so that you can relate to your food and find out what is good for you, what do you need, and what, do you, what is not good for you. Decide for yourself for a period that food is not supposed to give you pleasure, enjoyment, to pass time or to even to make something feel better. Food is just food. It is fuel, it is potential energy and you only eat so that you can live the rest of your life in the best possible way. You eat to live and not vice versa. The food is not supposed to do anything for you other than nourish you, give you energy and create calmness in your body. The rest has nothing to do with food. The rest of your life has nothing to do with food. And that emotional and mental disturbance that will arise in you, which food was used to handle, you will deal with that separately. You will deal with that separate of your food. Let your food be boring, uninteresting, perhaps even not very delicious. It doesn't matter. It's about how you feel. It's not about food. Your body is quick. It will quickly get used to a new way of eating. It will even get used to getting pleasure and 
coziness out of a new way of eating. And there are so much good, enjoyable food, which is also healthy. So it will not mean that you will never enjoy or get pleasure out of food again. But if you have a challenge with food, with weight, with body, and in the end with your health and with healthy aging or lack of that, you need to take food out of the equation first. Or whatever you have an unhealthy relationship with, which is not good for you, smoking, Netflix, Facebook, the couch, alcohol, whatever, take the reward, the dopamine fix for that unhealthy thing, perhaps your food, out of the equation and face that equation, your life, without the reward, without the dopamine fix, which in reality is not good or healthy for you and which in reality is not giving you or supporting the life that you really want to live. Yes, I just needed to say that and share with you share that with you and luckily that's what I'm continuing with next week when I am finished with the month of May. So tomorrow I promise you I will talk about the dear little mitochondria and what's it all about this this uncoupling and how we can support that. <laughs> <laughs> 